You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Think again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio. 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to our 71st program of Think Again and our 29th remote program in the time of the coronavirus. Think Again is produced by Borderlands Cooperative, an organization that has been dedicated to social change for almost 23 years. I'm Jacques Boulet. And I'm Jennifer Burrell. Today we're talking about the federal budget the coalition recently unleashed on the Australian people. And unleashed is the real word for it, as the more hidden aspects and consequences continue to demonstrate what a devastatingly unequal, even unjust budget it is. Mm, Yeah, what a truly hopeless budget. Mm. Yes, and what a stupid and unimaginative one as well. There's no way we can mince our words about it as it's equivalent to sucking the lifeblood from most of us and siphoning it up to the greedy few at the top. Yeah, you could say it's shovel-ready as an expression our pollies like to use, ready Mm -hmm. for us all to shovel our common wealth into the gaping mouth of the top wealth beast. (laughs) That's Shakespeare stuff. (laughs) We have to agree with Susan Duffy's assessment on 3CR's left after breakfast last week. It is a deeply ideological budget, still clinging to the idea that if you monetarily support the wealthiest and big business, the benefits will trickle down to all of us raise employment, and after a few years Mm. of doing that, we'll finally be able to give the workers a bit of a wage growth Mm -hmm. as well. It will trickle down eventually, we're told again and anew. True jobs and growth stuff, isn't it? Mm. This can only be stubborn ideology. And of course, self-interest by the few and their political operatives. It flies in the face of all the research by real economists showing that this doesn't ever happen and it isn't happening this way even now. That is, it's not trickling down. Anyway, the federal government has been forced to stop worrying us all about debt and deficit with this grand cash splash for the rich. Yep, they have been chastened by the arrival of the virus and the economic consequences of lockdowns of various kinds. The coalition's boasting of being back in black as they Mm. delivered their previous budget finally had to stop their fake worrying about debt and deficit needing to be wiped out. Mm. Mm. Instead, it's now really squandering our money in this tax plan, about a trillion dollars worth of it. In fact, this budget will entrench poverty and all the factors that indicate inequality, including housing, education, unemployment for the usual people who are becoming unemployed, childcare, and so on. And it does nothing to avert or even try to address 
catastrophic climate change mm. and other aspects of Australia's destruction of our fragile environment. So there are some, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things the recent federal budget proposed. Yeah, so one of the big ticket items is bringing forward tax breaks, which are mainly for the wealthy. Mm -hmm. These are some of the, uh, we'll give some of the statistics from the Australia Institute, and we do recommend going to their website and viewing their webinar, and also Solidarity Breakfast on 3CR covered this really well last Saturday. Anyway, the Australia Institute compares what the top 20% of income earners will get from these tax breaks compared to the bottom 20th. So that's the top fifth compared to the bottom fifth of wage earners. So in this financial year, July 2020 to June next year, the top 20% of earners will get over 40% of the government's tax benefit. The bottom 20% of earners get only 4%. So that's 40% for the top, 4% for the bottom 20%. Mm. And the in-between 60% are left with 56%, confirming that it's the poorest who get pilfered the most, although that 56% for the middle is also rather unequally spread amongst the sections of the middle 60%. Yeah, so next year it gets even worse. So for the current financial year, they softened the inequality to some extent, even though it's bad enough. But mm. next year it gets even worse. And this unequal wealth distribution is set to continue after that. So in the financial year, mid-2021 to 2022, the top fifth or 20% of income earners will get nearly 90%, 90% of the government's tax benefit through the proposed cuts. The bottom 20% of earners or the bottom fifth of earners get nothing from these tax breaks. Instead, they'll have to pay more taxes. And the in between 60%, they'll have to fight for the remaining 10% of tax breaks. So that's 90%. I just want to repeat that figure. 90% of the tax breaks for the top 20% of earners and nothing for the bottom 20%. Yeah, Ross Kittens in Wednesday, uh, Wednesday's Age ironically call mm. it imaginative. Yeah, in the wrong way. Mm. Um, actually, Ross Kittens called it a two-class tax cut, which I thought was a good way of putting it. And personally, I'd call it class warfare. This is an aggressive and debilitating, long-reaching move against the have-nots in favour of the haves. Mm. A second main issue of our overview, tax write-offs for the purchase of assets by businesses. As most businesses are struggling now because of COVID-19, especially the small ones, they won't have much cash to spend in the first yeah, place. That's right. This will overwhelmingly therefore advantage mining companies and the fossil fuel industry, mm. which can buy expensive assets. And this is a direct handout with no requirements for these businesses to provide jobs or investment over the longer term. Instead, mm -hmm. because of automation, we know from, we have talked about that in previous programs, yeah. we know that the jobs in these sectors will diminish drastically. Yeah. And then mm. I suppose the third big ticket item, big ticket item of this 
federal budget is called, they call it job maker, <laughs> following job seeker, job keeper. So we have job maker. And this is really a grab bag of things meant to create jobs. But um, as we're told by economists, looking at it, it'll do little of that. So this includes a jobs creation program that gives money to businesses that employ young people who are unemployed and on job seeker. So that sounds good. It would be paid at the rate of $200 per week for those under 30 years old and $100 per week for those aged from 30 to 35. Of course, it doesn't cover people above 35. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So new hires would have to work for at least 20 hours a week. So that all sounds good as far as it goes, but there, there are a few problems, big problems with this. The payments are likely to encourage insecure, low-skill jobs with no ongoing career path, especially as the program only lasts for 12 months and also it's not accompanied by skill building, which we'll talk about later. And rather than employ a full-time worker, a business could employ two part-timers. So this will also make the job market even tighter for older people, especially older women. Mm-hmm. And remember, it's women have borne the, a large part of the brunt under COVID, especially as they're often insecure workers who are the easiest to let go if businesses mm. want to. Yeah. So after job maker, look for the next program called Job Loser. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We'll now have some music to catch our breath a little bit, Living by Numbers by Adam Simmons and the Arco Symphonic Ensemble, followed by a promo.
You're listening to 3CR Community Radio. 855 AM. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about the federal budget. We're just given a sketch of the federal budget and its main features. <laughs> Massive handouts to the already wealthy, more funneling of our commonwealth from the bottom upwards to the top, mm. but just as important, what doesn't this budget do? And, and of course, what it doesn't do is related to if you're not collecting taxes, you mm-hmm. need to cut back services, which we've talked about before. Mm, that's right. So this budget's done next to nothing to avert climate change and decarbonise our environment, even while mining industries get a massive free kick and we're told that we'll have a gas-led transition and recovery. And this is mm. really serious because we mm. need to do something about climate change quite urgently. Yeah, we talked about this gas-led thing a couple of weeks ago, illustrating what that would do when we let AGL into Western Port Bay doing their doing their oh. gas thing. Mm. And then there's nothing or at least nothing substantial for care services, including aged care, early childhood education, child care, closing the gap for Aboriginal people, support for people on temporary visas. So they're just a few examples that stand out. In fact, there are cuts for support for people seeking asylum. So go figure. But I should add that there is something for mental health crisis funding, even if too little and misdirected according to mental health experts talking in the public arena Mm -hmm. recently Mm -hmm. since the budget. And there are extra aged care packages that do put a bit of a dent in the Mm -hmm. long waiting list for um, older people on care packages. And Mm -hmm. also there is uh, $500 for aged pensioners people on disability support pensioners and carers. Mm. So that $500 is to be paid in two instalments. But, of course, that pales in significance compared to Mm. what's going to big corporations and high-income earners. Totally. And, of course, next one is there's no long-term infrastructure projects that would provide public, public good and employ, for example, a lot of people, as happened in past recessions and depressions. For example, everyone and their dog has been calling out for more social and public housing. And boy, how we need that. And we will have Mm. a program on that next week. Mm. Mm -hmm. And of course, there's nothing for universities, which are reeling. They're reeling from the effects of the pandemic and were Mm. left out of JobSeeker. There's nothing for TAFEs or skilling up all those young people being employed under the new job maker program, which we just talked mm-hmm. about. Mm. There's nothing for research and development, for example, for the CSIRO. And there's very little for women who, as we said before, who are suffering disproportionately in the pandemic. And older women who were already the largest group of homeless people, which is mm-hmm. devastating to think about, And they have the lowest superannuation on retirement. And, of course, they would be among the people who have been forced to dip into their super Mm. or the people who had the super um, during COVID. And and there's no substantial investment in volunteering. And volunteers do a mountain of the work, Mm. uh, valuable work in Australia. And, in fact, the funding for volunteering is half, half what it was 10 years ago. 
Yeah, there's no plan for manufacturing, even if they have been making some noises about the need to refocus on it after having let go of the car industry and a lot of other manufacturing industries in the past. Yeah, and next to nothing to put money in the hands of those on lower incomes who would actually spend their money and stimulate the economy. Not just for low income earners, but all the people on Centrelink payments, like job seeker payments. And there's actually quite a few economists and business people and mm -hmm. politicians on the right wing worrying what's going to happen with the economy when mm -hmm. job seeker is scheduled to finish at the end of December. Mm -hmm. How will the economy continue to be stimulated without mm -hmm. people on mm -hmm. the lower income having those funds? Yeah. And, and job seek is not just in case people are wondering, Job Seeker is not a cool avatar for an online fantasy world. Job Seeker means you will be forced to continually mm. apply for jobs that are not there because of mutual obligation requirements. And this really does bring to mind the legend of Sisyphus who is doomed for eternity to push a big boulder to the top of the hill only for it to roll down to the bottom of the hill again and he has to push it up again for eternity. Mm. So that's mutual obligation under Job Seeker, I think. Yeah, one really wonders where the mutual obligation of the wealthy lies, probably in tax havens, as if they not already have more than enough in heaven haven with their existing oh, yeah. privileges in our national tax system. Yeah, <clears throat> haven heaven. <laughs> mm. If we all believe the lines of Treasurer Josh Frydenberg and Prime Minister Scott Morrison, the communication of this budget is really the triumph of spin, spin over substance. All this talk about jobs, 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 but actually... On analysis, there's very little in this budget to create them. Yeah, just debt to fuel handouts that will go to high income earners, mining companies and the fossil fuel industry. Yeah, tragic. And and it's not just spin. There, there are lies. With ScoMo grinning behind him in Parliament, our federal treasurer, treasurer lied about the benefits of the tax plan going to lowest income earners. This, in fact is not true. <laughs> to draw this false conclusion, he compared the tax cuts in this budget with the situation three years mm. ago, and that's how far back he had to go to do that. Mm. And on that note, we'll go to another promo. Don't have a million dollars and still want to have a good education for your kid? Tune into the Dogs Program. We are the defenders of government schools. 12pm on Saturdays here on 3CR. 855 and AM Dial podcast streaming live on 3cr.org.au and 3CR Digital. We defend government schools because they need it. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio 855 AM on digital and online. 3CR Radical Radio. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Today we've been talking about the federal budget and its plan to increase and entrench inequality for years to come, while not just starving a large section of citizens, but eroding funding for the caring sector and doing nothing to save our planet. Mm. 
And just to show to you that it is not just us aging left hippie malcontents who are not liking what our budget spinning masters have been trying to market to the nation as a plan. Here's a few other reactions to add to the Australia Institute we have been share, we have share, been sharing before. Firstly, NATSEM, the National Centre for Social and Economic Modelling at uh, the Australian National University, they summarised that the less households earn, the less they gain from this budget. Meanwhile, higher-income households gained most from tax cuts, and NATSEM gives a range of household examples to show how this works. And drawing from recent research from the United Kingdom, Emma Dawson for Per Capita found that a stimulus investment in the care economy equivalent to that made in construction will reap greater rewards for the nation. So there are greater rewards for a stimulus investment in the care economy than Mm -hmm. in construction, both in terms of jobs created, especially for women, and in the improvement in the quality of care we provide to our most vulnerable citizens. And, and isn't that more relevant than ever? Mm. As we rebuild, rebuild our economy in the wake of COVID-19, we do have the opportunity to fix broken systems and to rethink what we value as a society and what kind of country we want to be. Rather than a gas-fired recovery, a care-led recovery, Mm. focusing on the things that really matter to Australians. Mm. For example, the health and well-being of their families and communities, the time they have to spend with one another, the security of their work and the recognition of the value we find in caring for one Mm. another. And then uh, we had Catherine Murphy from The Guardian. She called the budget one of heroic (laughs) optimism, (laughs) in inverted commas, heroic optimism. She said, quote, they've done what centre-right governments do, which is outsource the recovery. So, of course, she means outsourcing to the private Mm. sector. Mm -hmm. So, Sorry, I'll start that again. Quote, they've done what centre-right governments do, which is outsource the recovery, give people money and hope. They spend it as well. Central gamble about there being pent-up demand is a big one in the current environment. (laughs) It is actually no. Pend up demand. No. So another rather silly and unfounded assumption of the budget and its makers is that throwing money at business will automatically Mm. make them invest. Because they care about us. (laughs) That is as faulty as when they thought that all the monies for JobKeeper would end up in the pockets of workers. There's numerous cases of fraud that have been detected, but there's no news really about them being prosecuted, is there? Silence. Meanwhile, the social sector has burst out in a veritable chorus of disbelief and despair. A missed opportunity, according to Connie Lenneberg from the Brotherhood. Brotherhood of St. Lawrence. St. Lawrence, yeah. She quotes, This budget falls drastically short for Australians doing it tough. It was alarming that at a time when 1.6 million Australians are relying on job seeker to get by, the government could hand down a budget that didn't talk about social security, mm. unquote. Yeah. And the Anglicare CEO and many others have also lamented that the budget failed to deliver a permanent, adequate 
job seeker rate, despite leading economists telling the government that it would be far more effective than income tax in generating the economic stimulus we need to rebuild out of recession. She echoed the sector's disappointment over the lack of social housing investment. There are so many people um, saying, mm. saying this. And also, she also said the budget gave too much to prop up fossil fuels. So mm. there you are. And over 41 million is to be cut from homelessness services, something Homelessness Australia Chair Jenny Smith said was devastating. And of course, finally, Australia's humanitarian migration intake cap would be slashed by a quarter, saving the budget nearly a billion in health and social spending over four years. And the international development budget remains, as uh, people in that sector uh, say, woefully inadequate. Yeah. But, Shark, don't <laughs> despair. There is a bright side. The bright side is that the Treasurer thinks the budget will inspire everyone to have babies <laughs> rather yeah. than having to import willing workers. Mm, exactly. As we said, the federal budget makes no provision to, to stop job seeker going back to about 560 per fortnight or so. But it is apparently still very much under review. So it is more important than ever that we put pressure on our politicians to do the only right thing raise Centrelink payments for good. Mm, so, we would urge, yeah, so we would urge everyone to contact their local MP and explain why it is important to raise JobSeeker and similar payments for good. Also, you can join the Raise the Raid campaign at Raise the, Ra raise the Raid, all one word, R-A-I-S-E, the Raid, dot O-R-G dot A-U. Yes, and you can also... Join the Tax Justice Network. Listeners may recall we had Mark Zernsack from the Tax Justice Network on the program a couple of programs ago. So the web address for Tax Justice Network is www.taxjustice.net. That's www.taxjustice.net. Thanks for listening to Think Again on 3CR Community Radio. Remember, if you want to send us a message or ask about something from today's or any other program we have presented, you can email Borderlands, borders at borderlands.org.au. Just put Think Again in the subject line. Our programs are available by podcast and on the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au. We would like to thank Clive Bourne again for pulling this program together and for finding the music while Jen and I connected remotely. Mm. Meanwhile, stay tuned for Jailbreak, which gives a voice to prison inmates, their families and their friends. To bring us into this program, we have World Turning by Yothu Yindi. 